We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, it's June 5th, it's 2019, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Genifro7. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I mean, DFS did not go well today. I had stacked the Orioles without Severino or Dwight Smith. I Every good stack I had ended up having a, two, a pair of pitchers that essentially got negative points. Um... My cash game teams did well, but that's about it. So not a great day. Could have been worse, though. Could have lost both. But you know what? On to the next day. On to the next day, indeed. Um, I'm with you. Like, my my pitchers combined for, I think, six points or something. It was Freed and Snell. And I'm making money today because uh, I nailed my bats. And it's just, like, one of those days where you're like, what if? Because, uh, like, all the bats that I was on, like, Fran Mill just hit a home run right before we started. So... Like all the bats that I were, that I was on for today, just all of them did really well. Um, just one of those very frustrating days where it's like, really, what what could have happened if my my pitchers just showed up? So anyway, ready to move on to the next slate. Um, 
you know, we got a 12 gamer here. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out as fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. You'll also get three months of Rotor Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft content wise um, if you sign up in on your first deposit. So if you haven't checked them out, Make sure you head over there and check them out. Um, Grant, July, we got some big announcements coming here on Fantasy Draft. Yeah, first thing you do when you go see the page is just rake free is coming. Um, and I talked with Steve, the CEO over there, CEO of whatever, one of the top guys over there. And I got the information, which I think I'm pretty much the only person that knows right now. What they're going to be doing is it's going to be subscription-based, which may not sound great but when you actually look at the numbers it's pretty good they don't have the exact numbers there's gonna be more stuff to follow uh but essentially let's say you play a hundred dollars a month two hundred dollars a month so you'd be paying twenty dollars at rake all contests are going to be rake free for the entire website you just pay the subscription fee and so five bucks for a thousand dollars in play for a month you're going to be paying 0.5 percent rake so the rate comes out to about 0.2 to 0.5%, uh, depending on which level you go at. You can change and adjust how much play you want for the month as you go along. But essentially, the rake's going to be get down to less than 1% in pretty much all scenarios there. So they'll be rolling that out pretty soon. But it's it's super exciting if you play any like decent volume, as in more than $20, $30 a day, you're going to be saving a ton of money. Excited to check it out. I'm uh, really interested to see what it looks like on paper. So um, definitely pumped to see what it all looks at looks like when we start to see this in July. So I'm um, ready to check it out. I'm sure we'll have an announcement with everything when we get closer to the end of the month. So, yeah, if you guys uh, want to check it out, make sure you sign up to the Rotor Gunners links. Uh, Grant, let's get started on this 12-game slate. Atlanta at Pittsburgh, nine total. Kevin Gaussman against Joe Musgrove. Uh, Gaussman's a 122 favorite. Coming off a game where he just got absolutely shelled. Um, any interest here in Gossman? Favorite pitcher on the entire slate. Super cheap over on DK after what just happened to him. But this guy's this guy's a pretty darn good pitcher here. Uh, before his eight earned run outing, had been pitching fairly well. He has a ridiculous strike rate against lefties, 28%. His splitter is his big out pitch. He's going up against a Pittsburgh team that should have six seven lefties in there it could end up going poorly with this high walk rate but in all reality like this is a perfect lineup for him a lot of lefties in here pittsburgh's terrible versus lefties which i know gassman's a righty but he's reverse splits righty so the upside is massive here honestly i think it's fairly safe and safe in all reality the team total doesn't really make it seem that way but at 6800 i don't really care as long as the weather holds up i may go pretty much all in on Gaussman tomorrow. Yeah, obviously the weather's going to be a thing. we got a few games here on the East Coast that we're going to be watching weather. Kevin Roth's going to have a pretty busy day um, when it comes to weather. But I think the other thing that kind of that we need to point out, um, you know, in that outing, you know, the last time out, had an 800 BABIP uh, against Washington in that game. Um, I know it was only one inning, but just nothing going your way when your BABIP is 800. Uh, it was just a, it was a rough start. He hasn't allowed a home run in his last six starts. Uh, this team does not profile well against splitters, very small sample, but they have struggled with splitters quite a bit. And um, he's a guy that I do like uh, pitch profile wise in this spot. So 
I like him. I like the price. Um, I don't think we have a ton of options today when it comes down to cheaper guys. So certainly considering him on the slate. Um, any interest here in Musgrove? I mean, a very small amount just simply because of his price. I mean, he's 5,600. Musgrove has been just a trash heap lately after having a decent, a few decent starts earlier on in the season. He's a better pitcher than his numbers have shown so far, but I still like it, – it's tr it's strictly a price play. I mean, Atlanta's not an easy lineup to go against. He could end up getting blown up, but – I think I slightly prefer him to the likes of Hudson, Leak, and Means, but it, it would st strictly be if I can't get up to a mid-6K guy. Yeah, um, you know, he's much better against righties than he is against lefties. There are a lot of righties in this lineup, uh, only a few lefties in there, so he definitely gets the benefit of the lineup, but I just don't see myself using him in this spot. Um, I actually like some of the Atlanta bats. So let's swing on over to the Atlanta bats. What are we looking at here for the Braves? I mean, he gives up hard contact, both sides of the plate. He gives up a decent amount of fly balls to the right side of the plate. And a lot of line drives to the left side. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Doesn't walk a ton of guys. So the ball is going to be put in play a whole lot. Um, yeah, pretty much any of the power bats here. Acuna, Swanson, Freeman, Donaldson, Marcakis, Riley are all very much in play, even Albies, if you really want to. Like, all these Atlanta bats are very good, and we'll see what the weather's actually like tomorrow. It's pretty decent today. It looks like it's going to be all right for hitting if the game plays, but I definitely have a bunch of interest in all these bats, and I think I'd probably start out with Freeman being the top guy there. And after him, I mean, Donaldson's too cheap at 4100 yeah, Donaldson's going to definitely get on, you know, one of these streaks where he's just going to start getting getting the ball up in the air a little bit and start hitting home runs because, you know, the hard hit rate and everything is really, really high for Donaldson. He just, you know, he's just not getting the ball up. So uh, certainly don't mind him. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think Freeman's my favorite play from this team. Um, definitely the guy that I, I probably target the most here. But if I'm going to start rolling out Freeman, Donaldson, I'm going to look at Marcakis, I'm going to look at Swanson, I'm going to look at Riley – potentially make it three guys out of the four. Um, this Riley guy, man, he just – everything – every time he gets up to the plate, he just hits like five home runs over the last ten games now. Um, 5,100 is a really tough tough ask on him. You get him a little cheaper over there on Fandle, so maybe that's where you take a shot on Austin Riley. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, but all of them have power. Sorry, there's a dog. No, you're fine. Um, Pittsburgh side of things, uh, what are we looking at here? No, Pittsburgh. Sorry, dog. <laughs> it's okay. No um, Pittsburgh bats. I have to take care of this dog real quick. <laughs> yeah, you you take care of the dog. Um, as far as Pittsburgh for me, like we we talked about, uh, Gaussman is a guy that has some semi reverse splits. Um, you know, obviously strikeout rated stuff is better against lefties. So, not going to really target any of the lefties. That leaves us very little righties. So when I'm starting to look at the righties here, I don't really like anybody. Um, if if Newman hits leadoff and, and he's cheap on one of the sites, he's not really that cheap on DraftKings anymore. Um, this guy is just hitting. He's hitting 310 on the season. I know we don't like to talk average, but you know he's having a really good season. And if he hits leadoff, I don't hate him um, as a value guy on a different site. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't think I'm going with any Pittsburgh bats. Sorry about all that. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. 
Uh, New York Yankees, Toronto Blue Jays, eight and a half total here. We got James Paxton against Trent Thornton. Um, Paxton's a 210 favorite. Uh, do you have any interest here in Paxton? Yeah, I have a bit. I mean, obviously, he's got a 35% K rate on the season, so there is some upside here. Uh, Toronto lineup that is not terribly intimidating. The problem is there's like five guys up near the top, so it's going to largely depend on ownership. If he's going to be fairly low owned, I'll have a lot of ownership in him. If he's going to be really heavily owned, I'll probably go with a guy like Morton or Sale. There's not a huge differentiation between those three in my book, other than Morton's just a little bit too expensive, but um, it's, it's all an ownership plan. I think he's going to go a little bit lower owned just because of the fact that Sale is cheaper. My biggest issue with Paxton is just the pitch count. Like, you know, he's thrown 66 and 64. Um, well, 66 in the Padres start after coming off the IL. He threw 64 right before he went on the IL. I'm going to need to see some type of pitch thing, uh, pitch count, you know, because I know they said he, they were going to limit him 60 to 75 in the San Diego start, and he threw 66, which is kind of right in the middle of those two. Uh, so I'm going to need to kind of see something before I pay 11-3. I like the matchup. I think there's a ton of strikeout upside. I would even consider him if it's like 85 because I think that that would scare people off, and I still think he has upside at 85 pitches in this matchup. So Paxton all comes down to do we get any type of um, news on how many pitches he's going to throw here? Yeah, I mean, it was a knee injury, though. I'm assuming – he should be good to go for a full, near a full allotment of pitches. I mean, he was pitching high 90s, mid 100s right before uh, he got on the IL. So I, I, I'm kind of under the assumption he's going to pitch. But it's the first game on slate. We'll get some news on how long he's going to go into the game. Um, Any interest here in Thornton on the other side? Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I think it's just strictly a GBP dart. But the guy does have some upside. I mean, we've seen him in the last four games, 5Ks, 10Ks, 4Ks, 7Ks. He goes up against a all-right strikeout lineup in the Yankees. And, like, I don't have enough money, I don't think, to pay up for two aces here. There's a few weather issues in a bunch of games. So, as of right now, he's not my top option. But... If the weather turns out terribly in some other games, I will potentially be using a decent amount of Thornton just because he has huge K upside here. Yeah, pretty right-handed heavy lineup outside of Hicks and Morales, and I think Gardner should be in there batting towards the end of the order. Uh, so, yeah, he you know definitely probably going to end up facing five, six righties here. So strikeout upside is there. Uh, I think the downside is there as well. Anytime you're facing the Yankees, obviously they have a ton of power. So, you know, obviously that's that's the concern um, for Thornton. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Uh, like you said, though, if we start seeing some of these games start becoming issues because of weather, then, you know, obviously these games that are inside or games on the West Coast um, are, are going to be a little bit more interesting just because. Um, looking at the Yankees' bats here, what's standing out to you for the Yankees? I mean, Thornton gives up hard contact to both the left and the right side of the plate, gives up more fly balls to righties. I think Toronto has the most home runs. It's the part with most home runs so far this season. I don't think that will hold true for the rest of the season. But um, any guy with any right-handed bat or a left-handed bat with power, so that's that's kind of most of them. I mean, Voigt would be the first guy to start with him and Sanchez, followed by Torres, Frazier, 
picks. I think Morales is still too cheap on most sites. So if he is in the lineup there, then I don't mind him at 2,800, although it takes away the void spot over on DK. Uh, but pretty much all the power bats are good versus Thornton and a little bit of a plus if they don't strike out a huge clip. Yeah, I think the power bats, um, like you were saying, are, are the guys that I would play. Voight, Sanchez, my two favorites. Um, I don't hate DJ LeMahieu here. I don't love him. Um, I, I don't hate Torres here. I don't love him. Um, it's kind of where I'm at. So, you know, really, really just looking at the big-time power bats and Voight and Sanchez. And, um, you know, Frazier, I think, is another guy that we can kind of throw in there. Like, he's a guy that has shown a lot of power this season against righties and lefties. So, um, don't mind Frazier. He just strikes out a lot more. So, you know, he's a strike strikeout home run type of guy. So I uh, will say that uh, the only thing that kind of worries me about the righties with Thornton, and it's this thing that we've talked about a lot this year is he, he generates a ton of soft contact with his curveball. So you got to be careful when you're like trying to stack or mini stack against Thornton, because he, he's probably going to give up one, maybe two home runs in this spot, but you know, trying to figure out where those are going to come from is always tough. Um, anything on the Toronto side here? No, because I mean, even if Paxton is on a pitch limit, then they have a good bullpen. So, no, no interest in pretty much anyone here. Um, uh, Minnesota at Cleveland, eight and a half total. Martin Perez, Carlos Carrasco, Carrasco, a one thirty six favorite. Any issue, any interest here in Martin Perez? I mean, what's his price over on DK? Let me remember. Uh, I don't think so. Although, okay, he's a little bit too cheap over on DraftKings at 7-4. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Cleveland struggled a bit versus lefties so far this year. Perez at, didn't didn't go do too well in his last two starts, but he has had 35-point uh, upside so far this year multiple times. The price tag is just enticing enough where I think you take a few shots on him. It's mostly a price play. I'm worried about Perez, even though he has been – pretty good this year and has a above average K rate, but uh, this Cleveland team is starting to put things together a little bit. So I wouldn't go really heavy on him. I expect him to be decently owned, but I, I think that I'm a little bit worried with this Cleveland lineup. I love the price. Um, I, I know he's coming off of a game. He really got shelled against Tampa, but at this point, like uh, Tampa is good, right? Like we just need to admit to ourselves that Tampa is good. I do think Cleveland is getting better as a team. You know, obviously they're getting a little bit healthier now that Lindor's back. Um, Jose Ramirez is still in spring training. Um, you know, he's just never showed up this season. But yeah, I think that Martin Perez is a little interesting. Uh, I like the price. Um, obviously, it's going to be a weather thing. But like, just for instance, like if if we have weather and we're not able to take shots on Gaussman, like maybe I turn my interest to Perez. Um, there's a couple other guys that are a little cheap too that, you know, are worth flyers. You know, you mentioned one of them in Thornton. So I don't hate Perez here. This team has struggled with left-handed pitching this season. There are a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom of this order. So I don't hate Perez. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, on the other side of this game, Carlos Carrasco, um, another guy that has been really hit or miss this season facing a, a really solid Minnesota team, but, you know, we saw Shane Bieber go out on Tuesday and, you know, was one of the highest scoring pitchers on the slate. Any interest here in Carrasco? I, I mean, the price makes me interested. The matchup makes me worried. It's going to be 
and this is going to be another ownership spot here where if he's going to be super low owned because of what happened last time he went out um then I, or last few times i guess then i'm definitely going to play some carrasco in tournaments um but i have a lot more interest in the minnesota bats carrasco is giving up one of the highest hard hit rates in the entire league which is crazy considering his k rate and how good he's been in the past and his xfip and everything but giving up a lot of fly balls 44 percent hard contact rate to lefties 37 to righties and looking at this minnesota lineup everyone literally everyone but crone which that's probably misleading has a 200 plus iso versus righties here and looking at the weather for the game it's not going to be bad hitting weather i don't think Form. It's going to be humid and it's going to be warm enough with the wind blowing out. So I'm like the upside's absolutely there, but I really like the Minnesota bats. Yeah, like Carrasco is an interesting tournament play, but a Minnesota stack is also an interesting tournament play on the other side. <laughs> like, I'm kind of with you. He has really struggled in his last three starts, too. He's allowed you know, 14 earned runs over the last three starts, and he's allowed six home runs. So Chicago, Tampa, and Oakland, like maybe there is something going on with Carrasco, and we need to pick on him here. But I don't know if I'll necessarily fade him at pitcher. I'm kind of on the fence on him. Um, but I do like the Minnesota stack. Like I, I don't play them as one-offs here, Grant. I play them as a stack. I mean, you can play them as one-offs. You can play them as stacks. Like, honestly – Rosario, Polanco, and Kepler are all fantastic one-offs. Carrasco has a much higher hard hit rate versus lefties, much higher fly ball rate versus lefties, and all three of those guys have a ton of power and a sub-16% K rate. So it mitigates a whole lot of the concern of getting struck out, and they all have the ability to take him deep. I love all three of them as one-offs, but I, yeah, I'm there with you, and I love stacking up. Minnesota today, and you can stack them literally any way, one through nine. They're not going to be heavily owned because Carrasco is still a good pitcher. He just has an ability to give up an above-average amount of fantasy points to opposing batters. So I, uh, gosh, I like I'm just in love with every single power bat here. But I'd start with the if you're going with one-offs, you go with Polanco, you go with Rosario, you go with Kepler. All of them strike out at a low rate and have tons of power. Yeah, just the thing is, like, when you're trying to play them as one-offs, they're just so expensive. That's why I was more in tournaments. But I, I couldn't agree more. I think this is an interesting spot. Um, anything on the Cleveland side here that you want to play? Um, I mean, Ramirez is fine. Um, Lindor is fine. problem is Martin Perez is a little bit reverse splits, and I'm guessing that both uh, Ramirez and Lindor are going to be batting from the other side of the plate. The rest of the righty bats, I don't really want to go with. Kipnis, I think he's a little bit too expensive for me. Well, 2900 depending on where he gets in the lineup, because Perez worries me a little bit whenever there's a whole bunch of switch hitters on the other side. I don't know what side of the plate they're actually going to be hitting from. So I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from Cleveland for the most part. Yeah, I'm going to pretty much stay away from Cleveland as well. I don't ever hate taking a one-off on Luplo. Um, you know, he's just a guy that's been mashing left-handed pitching this season. So don't mind him as a one-off, but for the most part, I'm going to pretty much stay away from Cleveland here. Kind of why the reason that I have interest in Perez. Giants and Mets, Tyler Beatty against Jason Vargas. 
Eight and a half total here. Vargas is a 138 favorite. No respect for um, the San Francisco team whatsoever. Any interest here in Beattie? I think it's just no respect for Beattie and his 16% walk rate. Um, so, no, I don't have any interest in him. I don't either. Um, we're starting to see this team get healthy. McNeil's back. You know, Cano's back. You know, Conforto came back about a week ago. Like, we're starting to see the Mets get healthy. Um, and if this is starting to happen, I, I think that this offense could start getting to roll again, kind of like we saw at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to stay away from BD. I'm with you. I think his walk rate is certainly concerning. Um, and he just doesn't have a big strikeout rate either. So um, any interest here in Jason Vargas? I I make a rule with myself never to play Vargas. And unless it's a weird slate where – there, you really need some price savings, and he's 4K, then that's fine. But he's 7.2K, has a 17% K rate, gives up a ton of hard contact, is not good, walks guys, don't know how late he's going into the game. So I shouldn't have had to explain that much. So no. Yeah, even though this team is terrible against left handed pitching, like one of the worst teams in baseball against left handed pitching, I just can't do it. Um, any Giants that you want to play here? I mean, Vargas is always an interesting scenario. He never really gets beat up that badly. Um, but he, the stack's always kind of in play against him, um, just based off his numbers. It just doesn't work out that often. I'm fine with Belt. I'm fine with Austin if he's in the lineup. Panic, Longoria are both fine, um, just because he's a bit reverse splitsy so far this year. But looking back, it's a little bit more neutral. Uh but no one really stands out as a great play here. And it's just strictly going to be to get a little bit of price savings, but none of these guys are that cheap. Yeah, one of my favorite plays on the slate is Tyler Austin. Um, you know, just a guy that mashes left-handed pitching. You, like you said, Vargas is a guy that can get beat up. Like Austin has a 320 ISO against lefties since the start of last season, uh, 395 Woba. 147 plate appearances. Uh, this is a guy that can hit left-handed pitching really well when he's not striking out. And with Vargas not having any overpowering strikeout stuff, I think this is a really good spot for Tyler Austin. Probably my favorite bat here. I don't mind if they're if you're wanting a cheap San Francisco bat to kind of fill in, but they really, like you said, they're not really that cheap. So, like, I'm going to find a better play than Evan Longoria, 3,800 on this slate. Um, it's just kind of where I'm at. So. I really like Tyler Austin. Outside of that, probably going to stay pretty much away from the Giants. Uh, anybody on the Mets that you like here? I mean, Alonzo, but he's too expensive. Uh, Beatty, he gets super wild, but it's not really a great hitter's ballpark. If he's going to get wild, like he's just going to be walking a bunch of guys, and that all that really means is more runs and not necessarily that much extra fantasy points. So, I'd target any of the power bats as one-offs, just assuming there's going to be guys on base in front of them. Conforto, Alonzo, Ramos, Frazier are all fine plays, but none of them are really cheap enough to merit real consideration outside of just very low-owned tournament darts. Yeah, Conforto, Alonzo, McNeil, the three guys that I had written down. I don't ever get, hate getting exposure to Rosario. He's just a very underrated shortstop. Uh, in terms of everything. So I don't mind getting exposure to him, but not really a slate that I'm, I love him. Tampa Bay at Detroit, Charlie Morton, Spencer Turnbull, eight and a half total. Morton's a 176 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Charlie Morton? 
Yeah, I mean, the only problem is his price tag, but he'll be in play for tournaments. He's going to go low-owned because of sales price, because Carrasco's price. If Paxson's on a low pitch limit, but I kind of need to wait to see how much interest I have in him based on how many of these games do end up playing. I think that I'm mostly paying down for pitcher today in the 6 to 7K range, but I haven't created any lineups. If I have the money to pay for him, I will. Uh, just strictly because I know he's going to be lower owned, and it's the Detroit team. K's all the way up and down the lineup here. More than a little bit higher upside going up against lefties, and there's only going to be two to three of them in the lineup. But uh, he's got as much upside as anyone on the slate. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him, but I definitely will play him if I have the money. Yeah, it's just weird when you're thinking Charlie Morton's the highest price pitcher on the slate on a slate where you have Paxton you have sale, you know, it's just kind of odd, but I agree with pretty much everything you said. I, I can tell you right now, Chris sale is going to be my SP one in cash games, but to be different in tournaments, I think paying up for Morton is interesting. Um, but like, even at that, like I, I don't, I just hate the price. 11, six is a really, really tough ass. But if you're playing like a Martin Perez, or if you're playing like a Thornton, or Gaussman or somebody like those are those are top, probably the teams that you're going to end up on Morton and Fran Mill Reyes is a goat. By the yes, way. he is. Oh gosh, I was just about to say something. You know what's uh, crazy? He has 19 home runs. How many RBIs do you think he has? Uh, 25. <laughs> That's something uh, crazy. 31. <laughs> 31. Yeah, <laughs> he has 12 RBIs. That he has more RBIs from himself than he does other batters. He's just a goat. He. And people never play him. He's six yeah, percent owned tonight. Um, any interest here in Spencer Turnbull against the Rays? Now, I mean, he's a decent pitcher, and that's pretty much it. He's decent, and Tampa Bay is a very good lineup. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm just not playing pitchers against the Rays. This team right now, until I, I don't mind playing lefties against them. So let me yeah. rephrase that. I don't mind playing lefties against them. Um, but if they're going to keep hitting righties the way that they're hitting righties, I'm just going to pass. Uh, I don't think Spencer Turnbull is a bad pitcher by any means, but I do think I respect the Rays lineup. Doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily go out and stack the Rays in this spot, uh, Grant. What do we like here for Tampa? I'll stack the Rays. Um, I always stack the Rays when they're outside of Tampa Bay going up against a decent pitcher or a mediocre Man, pitcher. They're cheap. Have you looked at their pricing outside of Meadows? Like, it's not hard to stack the race. I mean, it depends on what lineup they end up getting. Uh, Choi's pretty much always too cheap. Garcia, the outfield's always priced up, and that's that's it. But Diaz, always too cheap. Arroyo, I really like this kid. End up playing him every day. He's in the lineup. I don't know if he will be today because Choi, I think, will take over. But Zunino, Adamas is a whole lot better hitter than people realize. So... Yeah, I, I will be stacking them up. I will be playing them as one-offs. Love Meadows is a low-priced option because I'm going to have money to pay up considering that I have, that I'll have be using 7 and 6K pitchers. But yeah, I, I am on board for everyone in this lineup, including Kiermaier, uh, if he's in the lineup, which I'm assuming he will be. Um, Any interest here in the Detroit side? I mean, I think they're all still too cheap. If you really need some price savings, um, you can go with, I think, Miggy's 3K. 
depending on who's in the lineup, maybe John Hicks at uh, 2.8K, but this is not a good this is not a good matchup for them. So I would I'm not going to throw any of them in my lineup unless I really need some price savings. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Miggy doesn't have power. I said that yesterday in home run. So, um, Miggy, you have all the power in the world, buddy. Um, not hating on you ever again. Miami at Milwaukee, Sandy Alcantara against Jimmy Nelson. Nine total here. Nelson, a 250 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Alcantara? No, but I do want to say, you remember last week when we paid, what was it, 8K for him? And he was 70% owned. Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was against the Giants. Yeah, it's still just, oh, memories. Very strange. But, yeah, I have no interest in him. Mediocre K guy. Had one good outing this year. Going up against a tough Milwaukee team. I, I don't see a huge amount of dan- downside. He's not the worst pitcher in the world. He's just not a good fantasy pitcher at all. Yeah, he's a better real life pitcher um i said this yesterday um who was pitching yesterday for the marlins uh pablo lopez just a a better real life pitcher than a fantasy pitcher so and then um, he was the highest scoring pitcher on the slate i know he just absolutely (laughs) murdered them um so yeah I, i i don't see myself using alcantara here i think that this lineup is really really good and i don't think i will end up playing him here um any interest in jimmy nelson you know it's been a long time since we've had jimmy nelson in the majors um i think i read something today it's been like 20 months um so he's he's made some rehab starts um you know he's pitched in triple a um what, what am i looking at here five starts in triple a um any interest here in nelson i i don't think so um is he so he's probably not going to be on a pitch count I wouldn't expect him to go over like 100, but he faced 20, 21, 21, and 24 batters in his last four AAA starts. Yeah, no, it's still a no for me at 8-2, but um, yeah, it's just a straight up no. Yeah, I think I actually have a little interest just because I think the Marlins used all their runs up on Tuesday for the week. Um I don't know if that's how it works, Stevie. (laughs) Listen, you know, Will said yesterday if you were going to pay up for pitching to stack the Marlins, I don't know if he ended up actually stacking the Marlins because I know he didn't want to pay up for pitching when we talked, but um, he did say to stack the Marlins, so that was obviously interesting. I just – Jimmy Nelson is always a guy that has strikeout upside, and he's 8,200. I hope maybe we get some news on him before, but – I think he's a little interesting. Um, he's made some rehab starts. He has some strikeouts and rehab in the AAA. So, obviously, it, you know, the price isn't ideal, but the price isn't bad at 8200 when I'm looking at pitchers in this range. And, you know, looking at Turnbull and Felix Pena and guys like that. So, um, I don't hate Nelson, but I'm the idiot that played Chase Anderson on Tuesday. So, um, any interest in the Marlins bats here? I mean... If you really need to save some money, uh, I guess you can. But this isn't going to be the same scenario it was yesterday. Chase Anderson was due for some huge negative regression. Um, and then they just used position players to to pitch against them. And their prices went up a little bit. No one's really that cheap except for Castro, who's still 3.1K. I'm fine with him. And that's it. 
Yeah, I'm probably not using the Marlins here. And, you know, obviously they can burn me again. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Um, any interest in the Milwaukee bats here? I mean, you kind of have to have a little bit of interest. They have over a five implied team total here. Um, they are a very good hitting team. They're in home in a great hitting ballpark. Sandy is an average pitcher. He's a good ground ball guy, but I mean, there's enough power bats and enough fly ball guys in this lineup here. So Yelich, Moustakis, um, Thames, if he's in the lineup, Grandal, Braun even. I'm good with all those guys going up against him. He does not strike out lefties at nearly the clip he does righties, and he walks a bunch of them. So I'd mostly stick to the lefties, and I think Shaw's still way too cheap, if I remember correctly. I think he's only 25. Yeah, so Shaw is probably going to end up being a cash game play. Yeah, he's 2,800 today after being 2,500 yesterday. But, yeah, just right back to it. Yep. Um, yeah, so Shaw, Yelich, Moustakis, Grandal, Thames, um, pretty much all the guys that you said. Don't hate those guys. I'm just going to keep playing Shaw. I don't care how bad he's been this season. He's still a good hitter. Um, had a good day on Tuesday, too, so I think he's going to be pretty popular here. Baltimore at Texas, nine and a half total. We got means. We got minor. Um, nine and a half total means that the weather's probably good here. Miners a 176 favorite. What are we looking at here on John Means? Um, I have some interest based on what the lineup's going to end up being. Means 29% K rate versus lefties so far this season, and he's 5.8K. I get that it's fantastic hitting weather in all likelihood here, but there are some strikeouts in this lineup, and Means can realistically get you 20 to 25 points. I said I want to pay down at pitcher. He's going to be one of the guys I – uh, end up paying down with not giving up a ton of hard contact so far this season. And I mean, this lineup isn't that scary in all reality here. If Gal's not in it. So yeah, I, I've got some interest in means and I hate the fact that I'm saying that. I don't hate it. Um, I think we've used left-handed pitching against Texas a ton this season. And the fact that means is 5,800, like, Yes, obviously there is risk. Uh, you know, anytime you're taking a pitcher in Texas, there's risk. Um, but Means is not a bad pitcher. You know, he's not a guy that's going to go out and strike out 50 hitters or something like that. But um, I, I have interest too. Like, DeShields got called back up for Gallo. That's another right-handed bat that's going to be in the lineup. Pence is hitting the ball really well this year. Mazzara is hitting the ball really well, but Means has been really good against lefties. So... For me, I think that I, I think means is in play. Um, if I'm just gonna go ahead and take somebody that's 5,800, why not take a guy facing a team that has strikeouts in it? So uh, I think means is in play. I don't think it's that crazy. All right, well, it's good to know. Glad I'm not right. It's not. not it's. I don't, don't think it's crazy. Um, any interest in Mike Miner? No, not really. Ten three. I get that what he's done so far this season, but I'm not messing with it. He's been great this season. Like, you know, all joking aside, like this is a guy we were stacking against at the beginning of the season and he's just pitching great. So I don't think that I would play him a lot at 10-8 um, with Sale being 10-6. Obviously anything can happen in baseball. Um, I think that the top of this order, Alberto, Mancini, Nunez, Smith, and Severino have all hit left-handed pitching really well. 
And the bottom of this order is terrible against lefties. And, you know, there's a lot of strikeouts here for Miner. If you want to take a shot on just pure upside, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Yeah, you're kind of talking me out into him, but 10 is just so tough to pay for him. Only it's one guy under 20% against lefties this season, strikeout-wise. Yeah, you're right. My gosh. A lot of power at the top, but a lot of strikeouts, too. Yeah. Yeah, all right. You talked me on to him a little bit. Um, Baltimore Bats, anything? I mean, Texas. it's still good hitting weather, and Texas still has a lackluster bullpen, um, and there is some power in this lineup. So I don't hate Nunez, Dwight Smith. Not Dwight Smith. Yeah, uh, Mancini, Alberto, Severino, who can, apparently has three home run upside that I didn't know about. Um, but I'm not going out of my way with those guys. Um, yeah, like Nunez, Alberto are the guys that I like to play against lefties. Um, I'm trying to see. Alberto is still, oh my gosh, he's 3,200 today. I have interest in him at 3,200 at second base. Uh, He's just a guy that he doesn't strike out very much. He's going to put the ball in play, and when he puts the ball in play, he has good run. He has a 450 Babbitt, so it's obviously running pure, but at this price, I'll take a shot. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Texas bats, like Hunter Pence has been solid uh, against left-handed pitching. We know the Shields is decent against lefties. Um, honestly, I don't really see myself using Texas, but if I start ending up on a lot of John Means, I'll have a Texas stack um, as a hedge. Okay, I mean, they have a 5.4 implied team total here. There is still a bunch of power. I'd start off with Pence, with Andres, with any of the righties in the lineup. Um, a little bit of power, but... It's more of a full stack or nothing. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I'm not going to try to pinpoint one offs there. Uh, Rockies and Cubs, Herman Marquez against you, Darvish. No total in this one, but we're expected the wind to kind of be blowing across the field. Have to check with Kevin Roth in the morning. Um, any interest here in Marquez? Is he on the road? He is on the road. Is then you know my answer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's still a very, very good pitcher that just tends to get blown up a little bit more at home because his curve isn't nearly as viable and it's course field. So any pitcher can easily get blown up there. But this Cubs team isn't an easy lineup for him. They're probably going to have four lefties, but one of those is Cargo, which revenge Mark Marquez against Cargo. I uh, don't know if that's a thing at all. This is baseball. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of interest in Marquez. I don't think he's going to be that heavily owned considering he's only 300 cheaper than Sale, and Sale is going to be very owned. So I will play some Marquez shares strictly to get, like, uh, honestly, at this point in the season, I find four guys at the top if I'm going to pay out for pitching, and I kind of distribute them easily or evenly. Like today I had Strauss, I had Snell, and I had – Rayu pretty much evenly owned the route. And we saw what happened with Snell and Strasburg. Rayu didn't do too well. I had Paddock. But it's just kind of the way that things go. Pitching, there's such heavy concentration of ownership on certain guys that you want to be under the field on the highest owned guys and way over the field on the lowest owned high price guys. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like Marquez. I like the upside. I think he's, if the wind starts, like if we get direction of wind blowing in, I think it's even better. Um, you know, obviously wind blowing in at Wrigley is way better than blowing out. So I like Marquez quite a bit here. Um, and you, you nailed it. Sales going to be so much better. Um, yeah. So much higher owned, so much higher owned. That's what I meant to say. So, so much, much more owned, more owned, more owned. That works too. Um, any interest here in Darvish? I mean, maybe a few tournament shares, but that's it. It's Darvish. He's wild. You don't know which Darvish you're going to end up getting. Um, and the only thing is that his price tag at 7-1 is in an interesting range with Thornton, with Perez, with Pena, and with Descalfani. So I'll throw in some Vargas shares, but I mean some Darvish shares, but that's a little bit more dependent on the what games are going to have problems. Because, again, we have Morton, we have Perez, we have Carrasco, we have um, Gaussman, and we have Means, all in games that could easily end up with some weather issues. So it's all dependent on that. Yeah, he has strikeout upside. It's just, can you tell me how many guys he's going to walk before the game starts? Because, obviously, that would help my decision with him. But I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I, I think I'd rather play like a John Means than a U Darvish here. Um, and a lot of this weather that we're talking about today, it's I think we're gonna see it kind of maybe we get some late starts. Um, but I'm not Kevin Roth. Um, so I think we'll be okay. I'm hoping, and um, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm not Roth. Um, Colorado Bats, I mean. No, the wind's blowing. If the wind's blowing in, definitely not. If the wind's not blowing in, then I probably still don't have too much interest in him. Obviously, Darvish can walk guys, but he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. He doesn't give up many fly balls. It's literally just walking guys and BABIP and probably mostly singles. So not really conducive to fantasy. So I'm, I'm probably out. I don't mind potentially targeting Story, Dahl, Arenado, Murphy. Um, outside of those four guys, I don't really have interest. Um, you know, Murphy paid off on Tuesday with the wind blowing out. Um, but yeah, it's really going to be like, what's the weather looking like before I really get into these guys? And pricing too. Um, you know, Murphy is forty three hundred, Dahl is forty six, but Arenado, Story, they're just so expensive. They're really tough to play. Um, Cubs side of things, I really respect her, you know, Marquez here. I don't really see myself using anybody. Um, if I was going to, it'd be Schwarber, Rizzo, Baez. Yeah, I mean, I target lefties more against Marquez if I ever target anyone. Obviously, much lower K rate to lefties than to righties, but he's still good to both sides of the plate. He still gets a ton of ground balls to lefties, so... I'm I'm probably just xing off the Cubs. Yep, that's probably where I'm at too. Uh, Red Sox and Royals eight and a half total. Chris Sale, Jacob Junis, uh, Sale's a two twenty favorite. Uh, we've hinted at it a lot. Facing a Royals team minus Hunter Dozier and still going to have some lefties in there. Uh, obviously, he's the top play for me. Um, like I said, I think he's uh, SP one in cash games. I'm going to have plenty of exposure to him in tournaments as well. He's going to be popular. Obviously, it's a 12-game slate, but he's just he's kind of priced down uh, for the matchup. Yeah, no, he's definitely way too cheap considering the match. I mean, he's way too cheap for Chris Sale 
when he's actually pitching well, which he very much is still, even though he's had a few rough outings. He's striking out 10 guys almost every single game except for Houston, who's obviously a very tough team to do that with. Uh, but yeah, he's the top point per or top raw points play on the entire slate. It's just I'm worried about ownership. That that that's it. I mean, anytime you get a 35% K rate guy who's going to go later into the games, who doesn't walk guys, who is going up against a team with a ton of strikeouts all the way up and down outside of Gordon Lopez and Witt. Um, so it, it's it's only ownership is the only reason not to play him. Yep, ownership, and it's 2019. Um, pitchers can get rocked. Doesn't matter who the pitcher is or the matchup. Uh, it's just I feel like that's how this season's going. Um, any interest here in Jacob Junis on the other side? Nope, not not a chance. I mean, if you're going to spend around that range, you have less likely chance of disaster with Darvish, Thornton, Perez, or Descalfani. Um, So, absolutely no interest in Junis. Uh, looking at the Red Sox bats, one of my top stacks on Tuesday. I think they're a top stack again today. The the hitting weather is really good here in Kansas City. It's going to be in the high 80s, wind blowing out. Uh, not a lot of wind, but, you know, high 80s and, you know, good weather. Red Sox on the road. Um, Boston, definitely a top stack on the slate again. Yeah, giving up uh, 320 ISO to righties, three seven or 320 Woba to righties. 370 Woba to lefties. I'd probably start with Betts and JD and then, but Devers and Benatendi are fantastic. Love the stack. Uh, they're also going to go against the Kansas City bullpen afterwards. And I think Casey's actually had more home runs in Kaufman this year than they have at a higher rate than they've had, I think, in their entire history. So it's, it's not that terrible of a home run park when it's good hitting weather and. It's going to have a high dew point and high temperature. So, yeah, I, I really like the Red Sox stack. Hard not to. Um, any Royals? Nope. I'm not playing anyone versus Sale. It, yeah. Yeah, if they were able to get on, Sale's not the best at holding on runners. But, you know, I just, yeah, I'm not taking the risk. Cincinnati at St. Louis. We got Anthony Descalfani against Dakota Hudson. Nine total. Hudson's a 144 favorite. Um, any interest here in uh, Anthony Descalfani? I do a little bit. Obviously, has a 26% K rate to righties compared to a 20% K rate to lefties. Way better at getting ground balls, limiting hard contact, limiting fly balls to righties, and this lineup could potentially have five or six righties in it. I kind of want to wait to see who's in the lineup beforehand. Um, but if it's a like half righty, half lefty lineup, then I'm fine with Escalfani. Uh, just he's cheap enough. He's in that same range where I'm going to be mixing and matching a whole bunch of different guys. So he, he's, he's right there with me. And it's, Again, dependent on if Gaussman is available, if a lot of these guys are available because of weather. And it's 100% what the lineup looks like. Um, if there's a lot of lefties and it's a majority left-handed lineup, I think you get away from Descalfani. But if it's it's a right-handed heavy lineup and you know there's five righties in here, Six righties, however many righties, um, you know, obviously it becomes a much more interesting spot. You know, you look at him, he's faced this team twice already this season. And I think you got both ranges. You know, he put up 2.2 the first time and in, in St. Louis, 24.7. So 
We know he has upside. He's been struggling recently. Really hasn't got to face a right-handed heavy team in a while. So if this lineup comes out right-handed heavy, I have interest. But if there's lefties in there, I'm, I'm probably going to pass and take a shot on other guys. Um, any interest in Dakota Hudson? No, no, not a high-K guy going up against a tough Cincinnati lineup. You nailed it. Not a, not a team that um, strikes out a ton anyway, you know, and, and, you know, facing a pitcher that doesn't strike people out. So for me, I'm going to, I'm going to pass um, on Hudson here. Um, any Cincinnati bats that you like? I mean, lefties. Uh, so Dietrich would be the first guy I go with. Um, Winker and Votto, probably the first three guys to go with Hudson giving up a 450 Woba to lefty so far this year, walking him at 13% clip, giving up 40% hard contact rate. Outside of them, he's been fairly good to righties, but still doesn't strike him out a huge clip. So if I'm going with anyone, it'd be Suarez and Sincel, maybe Puig, but I'm mostly sticking lefties here. Yeah, just go ahead and fire up that um, you know scheduled tweet for the barrel alert because Dietrich could have one, maybe two in this spot. Like He's just in a great spot here. Um, yeah, Dietrich, my favorite, don't mind Winker. And then, like you said, I don't really love the righties because, you know, Hudson has been really good against righties using that slider sinker combo to generate a ton of soft contact. Um, St. Louis bats here, you know, obviously I think the first one we have to mention is Carpenter, right? Yeah. Carpenter's first guy, probably one of the better plays on the slate. Uh, just like I said, Descofani is very bad against lefties and very good against righties. So he's the first guy I'd go with after that. Weeders, Wong, Fowler are all fine, more so for tournaments than they are for cash. Um, but it, it, it's mostly Carpenter here, and I'll do a little lefty mini stack depending on what the lineup is, but I'm staying away from the righties. Oakland at LA taking on the Angels. We got Daniel Mingdon against Felix Pena. Nine total. Pena is a slight favorite here at 122. Any interest here in Daniel Mingdon? Nope. Uh, mediocre K guy getting pretty wild so far this season. This LA team does not strike out at a high clip at all. Right there with you. Don't really love the spot for him. Um, any interest in Felix Pena on the other side? He's kind of another one of those guys that I don't want to play, but based on who else is really available because of the weather, I may end up with him. I mean, we saw him come in as the not starter the other day and strike out eight guy, eight Mariners fairly quickly. There is some K's in this lineup. He's probably sixth on my list, but based on weather, could be third in the mid-range. Um, so as of right now, if all games play, I will not play him, but if there's some cancellations or some trouble, then I will have some ownership in him. Yeah. Um, I actually like the Oakland stack a little bit. I think Pena's a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. So I am certainly concerned about, you know, playing him in this spot. You know, he's a guy that uses sinkers a bunch, and they have a lot of guys um, in this lineup that hit sinkers well. Davis, Chapman, Olsen, uh, Loriano. Um, so for me, I'm just kind of worried about the pitch profile for him. You know, if he throws a lot of sliders in this game, maybe he has a good game, but they have a lot of hard contact against sliders as well. So he's down on my list. I, I think I take shots on other guys before I take shots on him in here. Um, and he's a little bit more expensive. Some of the, some of the guys that I want to take shots on. So 
I think I'd take a shot on Jimmy Nelson before I take a shot on Felix Pena today. Um, and Fe- and Nelson has a roof, so I don't really have to worry about the weather. Um, Oakland Bats, I, I kind of already said that I think they're a really interesting, sneaky stack on the slate that I don't think a lot of people will be on. And this Angels ballpark is definitely playing more hitters, um, hitter-friendly this season. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely a much better park for home runs this year. I do have some interest in the Oakland Bats. Anytime they're in a decent home run park, I like them. Chapman, Olsen, Davis, all of them are good plays going up against Pena, who gives up a 40% hard contact rate to both sides of the plate. Olsen's by far probably my favorite because Davis is still just coming back from that injury. But Davis' price is still too cheap at 3900 So Olsen, Davis then Chapman is probably my order, and then you can round it out with Simeon. With Piscotti, if Pinder or Canha make the lineup, which they probably won't, then they're fine too. Loriano's fine. Grossman's fine. But it's really just Olsen, Davis, and then Chapman. What's crazy about Oakland, too, if you're stacking them, they're cheap. So you can make a really nice stack with good pitching on the slate, which makes them you know really, really interesting to me in this spot. So definitely don't hate Oakland. Uh, as far as the Angels' bats go... You know, you talked about, you know, this guy is a guy that walks a lot of people. Um, any interest here in the Angels? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trout is always a guy that's in play. Otani is still too cheap. He's too cheap on a very consistent basis. Megden, not a huge sample size, but giving up a 50% hard contact rate to lefties. I love Otani today a bunch. He's one of the better plays. He's a cash game play for sure. Um, as I said, Trout, Lestel is hitting the ball really hard. Calhoun, Goodwin, all the lefties are great plays. And then it's the lefties and Trout. And if you want to round out a stack with LaCroix uh, or Puos, that's fine. But I'm sticking to the lefties. Yep. Lefties plus Trout are, is what I have on my notes. So we'll keep moving on here. Houston at Seattle. Brad Peacock against Mike Leak. Nine total Peacock, a 160 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Peacock? A little bit. Uh, not my favorite option. Again, kind of dependent on the weather, but he does have a 25% K rate this season, and this Seattle team strikes out a huge clip. Uh, you have Smith, Hanniger, Vogelbach, Santana, Navarez, Long, Moore, all with around a 25 to 30% K rate so far this season. So the upside's definitely there. Granted, he's a lot worse versus lefties, so there's some downside. I might sprinkle him in in tournaments, but... Uh, He's, I'll just get off by saying that he's not as good of a play as Carrasco, Marquez, or Sale in close to the same price range. Yeah, Peacock's going to be low owned, and I don't hate the upside, but I don't love the matchup. You know, Seattle, you know, they do strike out a lot, but they obviously have a lot of power in this lineup as well. So obviously that's super concerning when you're looking at Peacock. I I think he'll be low owned. Um, I I really do. 9,600 facing Seattle. It's a good ballpark for him, but I don't hate it, don't love it. Uh, he might make my list, but he's probably not going to end up in any lineups. Uh, Mike Leak on the other side of this game, that's a hard pass for me. Yep. Uh, let's talk Houston Bats. Mike Leak, 377 Woba to righties, 347 Woba to lefties. Not really striking anybody out. Yeah, he gets some ground balls, but he gives up a ton of hard contact. Um, what are we looking at here with Houston? I mean, Fisher, Bregman, Brantley, all great plays. Outside of them, like Torino's, if you need a catcher, I think he's always a decent spot over on 
Yahoo. They're not my favorite stack, but Bregman's definitely one of the better plays on the slate. It's shortstop, and I don't mind Brantley. Plus, they're going to get to see that Seattle bullpen, so a stack's fine too. Like, it's not. I mean, they're probably fifth on my list or sixth on my list of stacks, but they're very much in play. Yep. Um... I like Houston stack here, you know, and you're getting some cheap pieces with Fisher and Reddick. You're able to load up with, you know, Bregman and those guys. So definitely like this stack. And like even Brantley, I think he's a really good cash game play today at 4,600. You're not paying an incredible amount for him. And he's a guy that has multi-hit upside. So certainly like him. And um, yeah, I I like Houston a lot here against Leak. Um, Any Seattle bats that you want to play here against Peacock? Uh, the lefties. Uh, Peacock this season striking out lefties at a 7% lower clip. He gets good ground balls to righties, not to lefties. Gives up a bunch more hard contact. So, you know, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to be playing at least one of the same guys in Vogelbach. Um, but Seeger, Navarez, Malik Smith are all in play, but it's, it's Vogelbach for me. I love him today as a one-off. 4,100 for a guy that has 15 home runs on the season facing a guy it has 45% fly balls with 42.2% hard hits against left-handed pitching or hitting. So really like Vogelbach here to hit a home run. Um, him and Seager are both really interesting. So really like Vogelbach as a one-off. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Um, Grant, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Uh, that's. I think I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Gaussman. All right, I figured that's who you're going to take. Uh, give me John Means. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust up top today? Turnbull. You took my guy. <laughs> I mean, it was a fairly obvious one. <laughs> I'm going to take Carrasco. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Do I want to steal Vogelbach from you? I'm not taking Vogelbach. Then I'm I already have Vogelbach. my answer written in. <laughs> I'm taking Vogelbach. I knew you wouldn't take my guy today, so I'm not worried about it. I'm going to take Tyler Austin. Um, I already had it written in. Under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? Otani. Oh, I like that one. He's just too cheap. Yeah, he's. A, I, don't, I don't understand. It's just one of those terrible algorithm things because he hasn't worked out well but i mean he has a 48 percent or yeah 41 percent hard hit rate this year versus righties and is still hitting lefties pretty hard too i it, it, he's been doing it his entire career i don't I, I just don't understand it uh yeah but you know we just keep playing him so it doesn't matter i'm gonna take josh reddick um to get two hits at 3900 um grant give me a stack to score six or more runs today Ooh, I'm going with Minnesota. Oh, you took my stack. Yeah. You didn't take my home run, but you took my stack. <laughs> um, like I said, I think Boston is the top stack. Um, give me Oakland. I like Oakland to score six or more today. I like it. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, just fantasy draft. Stay tuned for more information on their new thing and get ready to make a lot more money. Sounds good. On that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Thursday. Hey, kids.